Wake up, Lincoln. Come on, it's 6 o'clock. Rise and shine. Rise and shine. It's time for Early Break with Sip and Jake. Brought to you by Gaina Trucking. Live from the Coppel Chevrolet GMC Studios in the heart of Lincoln, America. Here's 93.7 The Ticket's Jake Sorensen. Did seem kind of meh. And Steve Sipple. Surprisingly good. This is Early Break with Sip and Jake. Sponsored by Gaina Trucking. Welcome back to Hour 2 on a Tuesday. Steve Sipple, Jake Sorensen, early break, fun show so far. Check out the podcast at theticketfm.com. Always call and text 402-464-5685. Watch and comment on Facebook, Twitch, YouTube, and Twitter. The show is sponsored by Gaina Trucking. Do you have something you want I just, to say? Yeah, I just wanted to hijack the conversation a little bit here. Just a little bit. Who's the most? Who would you say is the most recognizable and popular figure in the city of Kansas City. Patrick Mahomes. Okay. Probably, and that's probably a no-doubter, right? Yes. Okay. More cities. Give me some more cities. What do you got? Who do you think the most popular and recognizable figure in the city of Buffalo is? Josh Allen. How about that? Think about that. If you're a good quarterback, you're the king. On a good team. Okay, you could keep going. I don't think I'd say that about Justin Herbert. No. He's not this he's not the most popular in, in Los Angeles. Yeah. I mean, no, like, yeah, yeah. LeBron James. Right, right. Yeah, that's a basketball town. On the other hand, who do you think the most popular and recognizable figure is in the city of Cincinnati? Joe Burrow. That's amazing. Those guys are kings. It's not a red. It's not anybody in those yeah. No, no it's not. It's not Luke Fickle. It's not, it's not, not even there anymore. Yeah. Um now I don't know if I you definitely say that about Aaron Rodgers. Green Bay, most recognizable, popular. I don't know. Well, but, but, okay, some places it might be a coach. Like, in New England, it's Belichick, right? It's not yeah, a but, player. But, but in, in Green Bay, it's Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. What about in Jacksonville? Probably Trevor, Trevor Lawrence. Probably playing Trevor really Lawrence. well. Yeah, playing Trevor really Lawrence. well now, right? Yep. Yeah, he looks really good. Trevor Lawrence is probably a top five quarterback right now. Uh, I'm not sure. that Top ten. I'm going top ten. How about 10. five? I'm not going to fifth yet. I think he's How he's about you put him ahead of Rodgers? Yeah, right now, sure. Absolutely. Aaron Rodgers is not good this year. Now, again, he beat the Dolphins. I'm, I'm not taking that against anybody. He looked like crap, though. He had a couple nice throws, but he just, this season, he and again, he doesn't have great receivers. He doesn't have Devontae Adams or anybody like that. He doesn't have a good core of receivers. And he's doing, with, he's doing with what he can with what he has, but he has not been great this year. Back to the original point. Isn't it amazing? If you're, if you're going good as a quarterback, how, like, how powerful you are, but how much responsibility comes with that? That's that position. See, the, I guess the reason I was thinking about it on the break was we were talking about Zach Wilson and the the enormity of that job. Like, he's the quarterback of the New York Jets, so he's in New York City, and that's an enormous market, obviously. Maybe the enormity of the job just gets to some guys. That's a huge job to be an NFL franch, a franchise's face that, that that would be a lot there's a lot that goes with that and the guys who thrive in that are dudes man they must be dudes because there's there's so much that goes into that, playing that position and then there, there's all the ancillary stuff too of being the face of a franchise and Zach Wilson's just failed miserably who do you think it. the face of New York City is 
The face of <laughs> I know my answer here. Oh, I, well, let me think about this. I, I think it could be an athlete. The face of New York City is probably Aaron Judge. Aaron Judge is correct. Yeah. <laughs> Boy, he went baseball. Yeah. Way yeah. to go. Yeah, he is, but think about that, too. I mean, he's hitting 100-mile-an-hour fastballs. Yep. Like, these guys are amazing. Is what Some of what is this is just an ode to greatness. These guys are incredible. I'll tell you something about Josh Allen. I was watching the Bills. They're, they're not very good. The, the Bills? The Bills aren't very good. They don't have a very good offensive line. They have one good receiver. He makes them good. Yeah, yeah they yeah, have yeah. one good receiver and a bunch of guys. If you had watched the game the Dolphins played with them two weeks ago, Josh Allen was the man that made it happen. I mean, the, they're not very good. The Bills, okay, he got strip sacked. Dolphins go up and make a field goal, go up by eight. And go, what happens? Allen says, I'm taking over. I'm running the football. I'm going to snap it. I'm not going to look to pass. I'm going to have a 40-yard run. Come tackle me. His value is through the roof. I, it is. Because if you take him away, yeah. they're not much at all, no, Jake. No, they're not. Matt Barkley's the backup. He's nothing great. I mean, their running backs are very subpar. The receivers are, I mean, Diggs is good. Davis is good. But. Other than that, if, if it's not Josh Allen, See, then they're the, in trouble. Then you get into this very fascinating philosophical discussion that do you – okay, Matt Rule talked about this. I've heard other coaches talk about it. I want an offense – some guys will say, I want an offense. It doesn't matter who the quarterback is. It, we're going to be good anyway. The system is going to dictate how good we are, not the quarterback. But you wouldn't say that about Josh Allen, and you wouldn't say that about Mahomes. Mm-mm. They dictate how good the That's franchise correct. is. That's right. Right? Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow dictates how good that franchise is. So there's different ways. That's the beauty of football, and that's the frustration of football to me. There's different ways to do it, and there's 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 not, not all. I mean, some answers are right for certain situations that would be wrong for others. Right? Yeah. What are you laughing at? You are uh... – You've upset a Bills fan. Your you know, offense this, is terrible. This this Bills fan base. It, it is. It, there's there's several fans in this area are listening to this show. Okay, what do they because say? Because they like to harp on me. I get I get so many tweets from Nebraska people that are Bills fans uh-huh. saying, "Oh, Dolphins suck. Fins down. Oh. <laughs> Fins yeah, down." Okay, I've heard, guess what? I'm already on the boat. I got it. I'm already depressed. Leave me alone. What, what's the text say? Oh, uh, texture says. Sip, you just said the number one team in the AFC is not very good. Please. Their offense isn't very good. What do you got at receiver? You got one. It's and then a bunch of guys. Gabriel Davis is pretty good. Yeah, a bunch of guys. Dawson Knox is a forgettable tight end. He's How's fine. the offensive line? It's a, it's not great. Not very good. But Josh Allen just avoids sacks because yeah. he's a he's magician. A, yeah. Jay Foreman's texting in this morning. Oh, boy. He says, Forget all that, Jake. Get on to the Dolphins. <laughs> we love you, Jake. <laughs> we know you're depressed. Jay texts me a lot this weekend. Yeah, and, I, and we're not going to do the thing where we no. where I name all these quarterbacks, but I saw Colin Cowherd on TikTok, and he rated uh, 15 quarterbacks ahead of Tua. And you you agree with that? Well, at this point, I, after that performance, I can't I can't argue. I got nothing. I've got no ammo against the lists. Colin Coward has been a very proud Tua hater all year long, and he took it from Dolphins fans saying, hey, we're 8-3, and three. you know, he's got these crazy... He says, just watch, just wait. Wait till December. Are you are you a December quarterback or not? The, you, de- you define how good you are with how you play late in the season. Anybody can play well in, in September and October. But how good not are you anybody, when, not Zach when the lights are... Sh- you know, when you're playing primetime games, it gets cold outside, and it's good and cold and windy. And I, I don't... You know, Colin Coward pisses me off as a Dolphins fan because he, he bashes my team. But you know what? 
They deserve to be bashed. He's been right. Yeah. I hate saying it, but he was right. I just, I, and he's back in concussion protocol again. He might not play Sunday against the Patriots or maybe against the Jets. Here's, the what, here's what would really be a problem, I would think, if I were you. And it's it's so plain as day that it's that it to me like I'm not even a huge NFL fan. I don't follow it like you, mm-hmm. but it's still plain as day to me. They're not tough. It's not a tough franchise. Well, they look tough against Buffalo. You got if you watch the game. That's why I was confused because they look like crap against team. the Niners. It's not a tough team and the Chargers. They played tough football against the Bills. They did. Yeah, they did. They in stopped that cold. the they run. Did. They ran the ball extremely yeah, well, did. which is shocking. Yeah. Tua actually played really well in that game. He didn't make any mistakes in that game. But being tough isn't rising up one game and playing tough. That's not. But that, that's is. a game. That's a place they typically melt down. I know. And it was cold. I'll give you and that. It was windy and it was snowing. And I'll they did not that. play a bad game. Then you game. come back and lose at Green Bay on your home field. Right. That's horrible. That was horrible. And they were up twenty to ten. And they had the ball at midfield and fumbled. They, when you're trying to put away a team, especially ones led by Aaron Rodgers, I don't care how bad his talent is this year. Aaron Rodgers and Christmas Day or any holiday is a problem. See, when people are watching. I like these conversations because they're, I mean, it's a sports conversation. How do you reconcile in your mind your coach smirking over on the sideline, kind of laughing and and then losing a game like that? I've thought, hey, hey, Mike, all that room you had for error is gone. You need to win two more games. You've got two games left. You've got to win them both. Now, and then, now, is he in danger? Well, I would think so. Well, here's the deal. What did you hear this weekend that was a big report from the NFL? Sean Payton says, I'm, I'm, I'm ready to get back. Yes. And I'm bringing Vic Fangio with me right. wherever we Where go. Where should Payton go, not Denver? It'd be weird. I don't know if he could, you know, does he think he can revive Russell Wilson, mm. who, by the way, was terrible again? He got sacked six times and threw three picks against, and got benched against the Rams. Okay, Hackett got fired, but isn't there other people that need to be fired in Denver yeah. too? Yeah. Does the GM need to go too? Possibly. Didn't he well, make the deal for Russell? Yeah. He didn't did. he hire Hackett? Yeah. Well, then you got to think about Patton. the GM. Patton's his last name. Yeah. Don't you think about the GM? He better. He he might need to go. The Broncos have had, I think, seven straight years of below five hundred, or, or not making the playoffs. One of the two. I forget something like that. But seven straight years. Uh, for sure not in the playoffs. I'm not sure if it's seven straight years under 500 or not. Yeah, it got wild. In They're that ba- I mean, since the, the since the Super Bowl in 2015, they have been terrible. It got wild on the sideline. Those guys, you saw the, you saw Denver fighting on the sideline. That offensive lineman pushed Ripien. Yep. Um, yeah, it did. Yeah. Pushed him. Yep. Pushed him. I yep. mean, really pushed him. And then you, they had you've to, seen fights quite a few times now with the Broncos this season. They, well, they, it's they, frustrating. They're just in a bad place. Damn. That the franchise yeah. is in disarray. And it's in trouble because well, guess what? Your quarterback is washed up, and you traded a lot to get him. Hold on now, and paid him a lot. Hold on, I we happen to have insight into that franchise through the eyes of Chris Raff and Parker Gabriel, our our friend Parker Gabriel, former Lincoln Journal star writer who now covers the Denver Broncos. Whenever I talk to Parker, it doesn't sound like it's a franchise in disarray. Really, it doesn't. Really, it sounds like Hackett. Was a horrible hire. Like you identified right week out of the one. gate. I yeah, said, week this one. guy's an idiot. Not going to work. <laughs> You're right. One of my proudest early takes I've ever had. No, you know, that's very strong. You know what? He very got, strong. He got worse every week yeah. after that. Very strong. Every week, something stupid he did. Yeah, very Several strong. times. It was a strong take. You identified it quickly. You did. I give you credit for that. But it didn't sound, when, when you, it doesn't sound like they're in disarray. 
Their defense is very good, but it was not yeah. good against the Rams. Now, again, they're, the season's a lost cause. They're, not, they're already out of the playoffs. What are you playing for right now? Yeah. Well, L.A. was playing for nothing either. Sure, but they had a, the Rams you know, are playing but, for nothing. But Baker Mayfield's re-energized. He was, he's got he's trying to prove himself to be worthy of another job next year. I know, and I give I give him a lot of credit, and I give McVay a lot of credit. I give the L.A. Rams staff a lot of credit because that team's not going belly up. They're playing hard for some reason. G- nice, nice job, McVay. No joke, nice job. That's that's bad season. Not the kind of season you wanted, obviously, but. They're still playing hard, and they stuck it to the Broncos. Oof. Josh and Cabo says, "Can you guys get Parker on the show? We should have him on sometime. Uh, we can absolutely we'll talk about the Broncos meltdown. We can absolutely get Parker on the show, and this is probably the week to do it because you know there's not a ton of news right now. It'd be it, they're not going to hire I'll a coach until after the season. They're coach. not. Yeah, they have an interim coach. They're not going to hire a new. coach I'll ask now. Parker. Yeah. I'll ask Parker. God, I'd love to." Oh, my God, we should do that. Think about Parker. He's gone from this disastrous mess in Nebraska to, to just an utter disaster, even worse, at Denver. I think about him a lot. He, he's he got quite a life. I mean, he was in L.A. On, he thinks he's going to get out of this mess, and he gets in the worst one in Denver. Yeah, he showed me. He, he sent me a photo of the beach. He goes, this is what I'm doing on Christmas. He was in the beach, and then he sent, then he sent me a photo of that magnificent stadium. Yeah. SoFi. SoFi. Yeah. Uh, a couple of texts before I get to break and get to Robin Washington. <laughs> hey, we never talked any Husker we'll, we'll do it. We'll do it next, tomorrow. See, I'm sorry. Uh, are, are people complaining? No. Okay. They understand. It's holidays. Yeah. It's holiday week. Yeah. Chase B. So I, I got to read these texts because... Please yeah, Listen, if I were... I know there's Packers fans that I'm aware of on these this text line. If the Dolphins is one, I would text every one of you from the ticket text line saying, fans up. But that didn't happen. Chase B. Says this, go Pat, go, fins down, Jake. Okay, I'll accept, I'll, I will take it. Kelsey says this, Mississippi, Mississippi Mud Dog. Okay. His, uh, says, hey, Jake, I've been waiting to text in and tell you, go Pat, go. I hope we ruined your Christmas to a sucks. Ooh. That would have been me to you guys, though. Ouch. Listen, I'll take it because I had the same message going out. Say, I hope we ruined your Christmas if we won. Packers fans, enjoy going nowhere in the postseason. Well, let's go Teddy Bridgewater. I can't even say his name, Bridgewater. I can't watch the game. Oh, you can't do it. Jake. Nope. You'll watch the game. It's more sadness coming. Pain and sadness. You don't know that for sure. Yeah, I do. Yeah, I do. Teddy that bad? Yep. Man, the quarterback. I hope the takeaway from this segment from people is that power of that position. And, I mean, look at you. Just, I'm, just, I'm depressed. Isn't isn't Teddy capable of rising up on a Sunday? No. No, he's not. No, he's not good. Teddy Bridgewater is bad. He's washed up. I have seen him play this year. I've seen enough Teddy Bridgewater. Is he? Because he, there was a point when Teddy was pretty good. You know what? Line. You know what helps Tua out in this offensive line. He gets the, he usually gets the ball out quick. Yeah. Now, what's caused picks because he had miscommunication three times. But it helps him to avoid sacks. Where Bridgewater just kind of, you know, takes a snap, eats a sandwich while he's back there, make, takes a drink of coffee, and then decides to make a play. You know, by that time he's dead on the ground for the ninth sack of the eats first a half. <laughs> eats a sandwich. Yeah, eats a sandwich. He just grilled cheese. Snaps it. Takes a bite of you know PB and J. One snap. Grilled cheese. The next one. Oh, I'm on the ground again. It's fourth and thirty-three. 
Because I got sacked three straight times. Oh, and one of those was intentional grounding over there. That's cool. Let's punt. <laughs> You're in a bad place mentally. You're in a bad headspace, Jake. If they miss the playoffs, it, you are not going to be able to console me on this show. I will be a lost cause. And I will speak so poorly of football as a sport in general. Because it has done will, nothing but torture me my entire life. We will talk about the ATP Tour. Yeah, we're talking tennis. Tennis. <laughs> tennis. Robin Washington next on Early Break in the Ticket. Yeah.